Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for Peculiar Podcast, hosted by Pat Cashman. Gorgeous to look at. And Lisa Foster. She's dangerous. See, you're on. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. <laughs> can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it, yeah. It's love and time. I was glad to see this uh, movie get some plaudits at the Oscars. I, yeah, did you catch did you catch the film Bohemian Rhapsody? I did. Rhapsody? I did see this. Yeah. It was, it, did you like it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, yeah. I did too. I liked it. I'm a not. Lot. I'm not. I'm not a Queen fan, uh, to per se. There's some I songs that I now. like, but I'm. Oh yeah, I mean there were some songs I loved, but I didn't know anything about uh, the band or or anything about their history or. Yeah. And so I thought it was fantastic. But you know the most surprising thing to me in the movie, uh, do you do you know the band members' names? Uh, I don't know the I band don't member remember thing, all I know. of them, but I, I, I used so, to. So the guy with the big curly hair, yeah. the bassist, yeah. the other guy that plays the guitar, that guy in the movie, the guy in the movie is the guy who played. The kid in Jurassic Park, Tim, the kid, huh? Tim. Uh-huh. I know. Blew your mind, didn't I? <laughs> I'm watching yeah. it. I'm watching it. And I go, that that face and those eyes look so familiar. And I've watched Jurassic Park 8,000 times because it's one of my favorite movies. And I thought, that. I wonder if that's the kid from Jurassic And I'll be ding-danged if it ain't. And it is. I'll be done. I'll be done. <laughs> How about that? Yeah. Good well, movie. Well, I just... Uh, I just I've always thought that Freddie Mercury had the most amazing pipes in, yeah. in rock and roll. And uh, no kidding, God, he was something else. But yeah, good and, movie. Uh, I was and, very uh, happy. Rami got the uh, Rami Rami. Not sure how to pronounce his name. Yeah. Uh, best actor. Yeah, that uh, was kind of cool. Portrayal of Freddie Why Mercury. Not? Yeah, it was really yeah. cool. And did you know he fell off the stage after he got his award? It was off camera. They had already cut to a commercial or something, and he fell off the stage. They had to call the paramedics in. That happened to a cowboy friend of mine one time. Really? Yeah. He was well, bringing the stage in from Albuquerque. And, okay, whatever. And fell right off the damn thing. No, I didn't know that. But I'm surprised more people don't fall off stages. Uh, mm-hmm. You've been on stage before. You know, I mean, you t- if you're not paying attention, and, and because yeah. you can't, on a like a theatrical stage, you usually can't see the audience at all or right, very much the lights, beyond the first row. They've just blinded you. So you have yeah. to have, and I've told you this story before, but. I had this wonderful opportunity to do uh, a musical at the Fifth Avenue Theater a few years ago. And and near the beginning of the play, I walk out onto this proscenium that they had out. uh, Kind of a a thrust out. Excuse me. Are you okay? I'm sorry. I just sneezed. Wow. I'm still... Sorry, I tried to hold it in, but I thought I'd blow my head off. I'm still a little bit sick. I'm worried about you, yeah. Um, Anyway, I, I just remember... Uh, it was at the Fifth Avenue Theater. Seats about two thousand people every night, packed. It's really yeah. cool. You can't see much of the audience. Right. Nonetheless, when I went out there on the very first time I did the play, 
Uh, it, uh, I, I thought, God, this stage is really bouncy. It's moving around. It's like, are we having an earthquake right now? What's going on? I'm thinking this as I'm delivering my lines. And then I, and then I looked down, and to my wonder and surprise, there was the stage wasn't moving. My knees were knocking. Oh. I think I was just absolutely oh. terrified, and I didn't expect oh. to be. But yeah, it only happened that first night. Uh, yeah, but it, it's it's a quite an experience. Uh, but wow, in a way, it's kind of good that you can't see everybody. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. Very by true. the way, in that uh, movie Bohemian Rhapsody, and I'll get off that topic, but they do some amazing shots where the camera sweeps past. The, the, the central character, throng. Freddie Mercury, and goes out into this huge throng yes. of people. And a sea of, of the audience. Isn't that a great shot? It is a great shot, and I'm guessing it was a manufactured shot um, with computer uh, trickery because uh, you, be. you're not, you wouldn't assemble a crowd like that yeah. to do a movie set. Where would you get, where would, why would anybody show up? Uh, but man, it, it really worked. It was great. Very cool. Yeah. my great personal satisfaction i was glad to see roma receive so much attention uh, yeah that got best cinematography yeah. no surprise there gorgeous beautifully done movie yeah. and the director uh, was film. the cinematographer best foreign film and best uh, best director yeah. so yeah i mean pretty it, big it's deal. Just, uh, still i still think for me personally it's maybe the best film i've seen in five years i just i evangelizing it about it to everybody i can i can see so how yeah. have you been? You 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 last podcast you were getting ill. <sighs> yeah, I'm uh, sniffing. You thought you were bit. getting ill. Mm-hmm. And it is, and so are uh, are you ill now? It's been about a, and it's been about a week since I talked to you, and we had the last podcast. I um, did get sick, and I lost my voice at one point, and I'm feeling a lot better now. I'm just still a little sniffy and if you lose your sneezy. voice, you are like what? a carpenter that has lost his toolbox or his hands. You're in trouble. Or, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't do much work for a few days. Remember that joke, by the way. You you said the hands thing. <laughs> what? Remember that joke? Um, what? I felt sorry for myself because I had no <laughs> girlfriend, and then I met a man who had no hands. Wait, that's a joke. Oh, kinda. <laughs> it's kind of a guy joke, actually. Oh, is it a joke? <laughs> Um, you are going to close today with a joke, right? You've prepped and you're oh good man, and you're ready to I've go. Got, I, I, I hope it works. It, it of, is okay. one of the longest it better jokes. Be, In fact, it better, it'll be about half the podcast will be this joke. <laughs> it better be better than the one you just threw out to me because that one was pretty lame. Well, I think the so, one I just told, I just, I don't know why I even said that. Well, maybe I'll cut it out of the podcast. Yeah, that's probably what I'll do. Hope I don't forget so I gotta, to cut it out. I got it. I got to tell you something I did that I'm not very proud of. I had a, I don't know. Do you ever react to things that annoy you in a way that you're like, you look back and go, gee, I could have done that a little bit better. Well, who doesn't? Yeah. Who hasn't done that? I know. Yeah. But I mean, at our age, don't you think we should be able to like handle our crap a little bit better and not lose it so quickly? Or or do you think it's the opposite that, that we've put up with so much that we lose it quicker now? I don't know what it is. Well, they but, talk about, you know, old people, get off my lawn. Sorry. Yeah. You do get cranky, I think. I was so cranky yeah you used to be i mean at a certain point in our lives we think we're sitting on top of the world we're we're all that and now it, it's it happens slowly but before long you start to feel like you've become irrelevant 
and everything. And, and, you know, this is one of my pet peeves is, is that people think that the world began at the moment they began. <laughs> Nobody right. knows any history. They point. don't have any, any appreciation of anybody that yeah. came before. That, right. that annoys me. Don't know much about history. Don't know much biology. Don't know much about a science book. Don't know much about the French I took. But I do know that I love Yeah, I think I think it's normal to get cranky. In fact, if you if you remain blissful and nice as you get into your later years, something's wrong with you. <laughs> well, thank God I'm normal then because I I had a I had a situation where I'd gone into an office. Um, uh, it's a fair. I don't even need to tell you what it was for. Were All I needed to go heat? in. No, I needed to go in and fill out a form. So I I went into the office and it was a very small office. There were only a couple people in there. Nobody else is in there, and there's a little waiting room and a little little desk area. It was just tiny. So I go in and I get the the, the lady's nice and she hands me the form. She says, "All right, now you got to fill all this out and blah blah blah." So I take it over to the little table. Everything's quiet. There's no music going on. There's nothing, and she disappears into sort of like the back area. So I'm filling out my form. It's very quiet. And then all of a sudden, I hear this. Let's see if we can recreate this. Here's what I hear. I, I missed that. What? 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 What did you? Can you just? Can you hear that? It's like. Yeah. So you're hearing that. I'm hearing this. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my god the hell is that and it keeps it's not regular either it's just sort of and then and i realize what she's doing back there she's clipping her, her toenails, toenails. Yes. or her toenails i don't know what because i can't see oh no but the, the snapping sound is driving the clipping <laughs> sound is driving me up the wall and i can't concentrate on the form and i'm i'm trying not to lose it and it's a very long form and i'm about five minutes in and the clipping continue. I don't know. This woman must have had 50 fingers and toes because the amount that she was clipping, that she, nobody should be clipping that long. And I finally, I lost my, I lost my shit. I wouldn't say anything. You said something? Yes, that's what I'm telling you. I'm not proud of. I just went, oh my God, I just I can't take it. I whipped my paper. I whipped my paper really loud. like I, And I took my paper and I stormed out the door and went and filled it out in the hallway. And so the guy, I'm such a baby. I'm proud of you. I think that's no, great. it's I would have just sat there and been no. annoyed by it, but I wouldn't have done anything about it. No, that's terrible. It's awful. Why Why would, would I behave like that? And, and so the guy comes out he goes is everything is everything okay older guy is everything okay and i go yes i just i can't concentrate with all that snapping going on and he goes (laughs) (laughs) how do you know for sure what it was by the way 
because <laughs> sh- you you know what the sound of clipping sounds I, I like. I guess That's, I do, but it's a it could distinct be some, sound. Could have been no, something else. You there's know? nothing else that sounds like clipping your nails. Nothing. In fact, I just tried to recreate it and I couldn't recreate it. So um, he said, "Is everything okay?" I said, "I just can't stand that snapping." He goes, "Oh, I'm so sorry." And was it goes, him that was I- doing it? No, it was the woman, and so he, I, I, he goes, oh, he goes, well, you can come back in and fill the pain. I go, no, I'm just going to fill it out here because I can't take that snapping. So I, <laughs> see, so I filled out my paper and I walked back in, and and the woman's there now. Now I'm feeling bad because she's now at the counter. But she, she has the most beautiful she goes, cuticles. <laughs> yeah, she goes. I'm, she goes. I'm sorry. I go. Oh, I go. I. I I, yeah, I go, it's fine. It's just, I, I I just can't take that sound. It's one of those sounds that annoys me. <clears throat> and she that, said, that oh, I'm so me. sorry. I They had, apparently she had a party she had to go to that night. She had to get her nails all clipped up. And I don't know what the reason was, but I'm like thinking, don't, in a quiet office, don't be snapping your nails around. Who does that? You said so that anyway. No, I didn't say that. I'm oh. thinking that. Yeah. Well, then, of course, that. you want to know where where did all those clippings go? go? Right? Did they, did they fall into a salad or something? I mean, where they got to go <laughs> I somewhere? No idea. I have no idea. I just have never clipped my nails at work, and I do my I I don't groom it. I mean, I know you used to do stuff on the air, but yeah, but it was just for effect. I, I used to run and my you, nose. You would shave nose hair you would trimmer, shave. and yeah, I would shave. <laughs> You would shave just to do it, just because it sounded funny to me on the radio yeah. that somebody would but, do that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why. Anyway, so my my whole point is that it just it annoyed me more than it should, and I reacted in a way I wasn't proud of, and I kind of wish I had sort of just said, "Look, I'm really sorry. I didn't mean to storm out like that. That was a little bit I kind of overreacted just a tad, but it was really annoying to me." You remind me of a story that my wife would tell that she went to nursing school in San Diego. Mm-hmm. And there was a, a a woman, her last name was Meeks. I can't remember what she said her first name was. It might have been Diane or something like Diane Meeks was her name. And during class, uh, in the when they were in the classroom, because nurses don't just, you know, run around with stethoscopes and, and uh, you know, take care of bedpans. But, I mean, they have to do some schoolwork, too. There's math right. involved and all kinds of things. Right. But during the classroom... This woman, Ms. Meeks, uh, very methodically would take a long piece of uh, Kleenex or toilet paper and she would screw it into a cone. Mm-hmm. And then she would take that co- conical piece of Kleenex or toilet paper and jam it in her nose, <laughs> way up her nose, and begin screwing it into her nose to, into clean, her head? to clean out up her nasal her- passages. Yes. <laughs> And, oh my god! That's and, so, and so, Patty and all of her classmates would call her Picanose Meeks, and uh, and then and pretty soon they awesome. were initially annoyed with her, and then pretty soon they were bold and they were saying, "Hey Meeks, knock it off, would you? <laughs> yeah. Knock one off. Yeah, Get that do cone that. out of your." Or do it in the bathroom. There's yeah. just things she'd that just should do it, be... She'd do it kind yeah. of kind of nonchalantly and then absentmindedly in class. And, you know, it's like with the clipping thing. It's like yeah. maybe you shouldn't react that way, but damn it, if, if it annoys you, it annoys you. Yeah, it's yeah, not, yeah. It's out of the social pattern of what, what most of us would do. And so, yeah. 
So, but they called her on it, but she yeah. never stopped doing it. Picking those meats. Uh, Patty yeah. showed me her yearbook from the nursing school. Sure enough, that their name's printed in there. Picking those meats. I can't believe. Oh my gosh! Not really. I will try to handle things better. I just feel like the older I get, the, the shorter my fuse is. The more yeah. I'm just not willing to put up with crap, I just call it out now. I just, I mean, I just call it out now. But I, I need to do it more politely. I'm trying to think of what would have been the best way. Should I have gone to the counter and said, um, hello, excuse me. I've got a, a emery there. board. When you're done with yes. clipping, I can you can borrow my emery board here. Would you like that? Could you knock off the clipping while I fill out my form? Thank you. That's awesome. I mean, that would have been a nicer way to do it instead of stri- – I didn't have to throw a tantrum, although that was really awesome because they were very concerned about me. <laughs> well, maybe, so, you, maybe you've anyway. uh, affected her behavior now. Maybe she'll realize, you know what? No. This, I shouldn't be probably, doing this in the office. I can't – I'd love to hear her side of this because you know she's telling this story too, but it's a different story. <laughs> And this bitch you're not, yeah, you're said gonna... that she said that she was annoyed because I was clipping my nails like like that's any of her business, for God's sakes. I know. She you couldn't just fill wonder... out a stupid form and leave. No, she had to make a big exactly. production out of it. I always love to think about what the other side of my stories are. They've yeah. got to be awesome because, yeah. yeah so I Well, just if you've ever witnessed, so. a, I don't know, any kind of news event, if you've seen a car wreck or watched a riot or whatever and you've been on the scene what you will read about or watch on the news later it doesn't usually jibe with exactly what you saw mm-hmm. uh, it, it's always or how from, you experienced yeah, it right in the eye of the beholder so right true yeah it's sure so, not true there you go hey here's the completely off the topic i have a cousin a girl named betty bomber and everybody calls her betty bomber i love it and uh and I always, it, it, and only recently I thought, wait a minute, why do we call her Betty Bomber? Where did that nickname come from? And it turns out, my brother reminded me of this. They were our cousins, and we would go over to their house, and my parents and all lots of other people, and down in their basement, they had the greatest basement, and they had a bar down there. Uh, uh, you know, put your foot up on the on the foot railing kind of bar you'd sidle right up there oh you mean like put on the on the the foot rest i mean you made it sound like you slapped your foot up onto the bar i see what no, you're saying no no i, <laughs> you I, go I didn't i didn't explain <laughs> I that very well. so yeah like the brass railing yeah, and this and the, really cool. and, the, and the bench in the you know the bench especially impressive when you're a little stools. kid because you're not you're not yeah. drinking yet but you yeah. Kind of watching how adults do and it. And how many bars have you ever been in as a kid? So, yeah, yeah it's right. pretty well, cool. Well, I, actually, I went into a bar. It was right. My dad had a clothing store in my hometown. And there was a bar called The Palace right next door to the store. Mm-hmm. And so even in the middle of the day, uh, he might go in there and have a beer in there. And I would go in with him. He'd bring me in and sit me up on the stool alongside yeah. him at the bar. And I would get a root beer. And oh my God, that root beer was good. <laughs> they had those, you know, those cups where they put them in the freezer, and so they're just cold as can be. Yeah. And then they pour a cold root beer. Oh man, that was good. 
So yeah. I did. I did know what a bar looked like on the inside. But this bar at um, our cousin's house was very cool because I, I didn't. My parents didn't have a bar. Most people I know didn't have an actual bar in their house, but mm-hmm. they did. And so Betty, who is probably, I'd say she's three or four years younger than me. So let's say she was, I don't know, six years old, only six. Mm -hmm. My brother reminded me of this. Her dad said, Betty, I want you to pour drinks for people when they come up to the bar. And he he said, he said, (laughs) I love your family. And he said, and, and, and uh, when, when they ask for whiskey, give them just two fingers, two fingers of whiskey. She goes, okay, I got it. Wait, well, wait, Betty, Steve, you need to do that over. That sounded like old Betty. I, she said, okay, Dad, I got There you it. go. <laughs> okay. So, Betty, I'm sorry. but he didn't explain it thoroughly enough to Betty. Yeah, like, and how's so a Betty kid going to know oh, what two, two fingers? fingers. Yeah, so how are they going to know? She'd stick two fingers straight down <laughs> into the glass and fill the glass up to her upper knuckle. <laughs> so she was putting about three or four times the amount of whiskey into the oh glass. Oh, my God. And, and that's why she got the name Betty Bomber. That's awesome. Yep. And uh, and, and she was very popular as a bartender, as you can imagine. I bet, yeah. got our puppy microchipped the other day little oliver how's he doing he's, he's how he's old now good. uh he is three about months? four he's about four months four old, months three or four months yeah and good uh, i'm glad have, you got him chipped that's always good to do and it's so inexpensive and it'll right. give you peace of mind well we by the way have nicknamed him meatball i call him <laughs> meatball more than i call him oliver now <laughs> Why? He just kind of looks like a meatball. On top of spaghetti. On top of spaghetti. All covered with cheese. All covered with cheese. I lost my poor meatball. I lost my poor meatball. When somebody sneezed. When somebody sneezed. He's just kind of goofy, but I, he's fantastic. He's fantastic. Good. I'm so he's good. almost finally house trained. Good. And then my poor meatball. Go to the door, stand there looking at you. But if you don't pay attention, if you don't act right away, okay, here it comes. And then my poor meatball meatball was nothing but mush. But he's he's great. He still bites a little bit because he's still teething, but he'll get past that. Mm -hmm. So, but when we microchipped him, I thought, now this is great because, you know, and then for Christmas, somebody gave me a thing where you can actually track your dog. It's a little device you put on them, hangs off of their collar. And oh. so uh, it's a GPS, right. essentially, is what it is. I've heard of those. Yeah. And it got me to thinking, okay, that's great. We don't give a second thought to putting those sort of things on our on our pets. Mm-hmm. But what about kids or even even other adults? And I don't even know where I'm going with this, but the idea of microchipping humans. Uh, let's say you were a mother and you wanted to know where your your kid was mm-hmm. uh, at all times. 
I don't uh, know. I mean, that, my initial my initial reaction is yes, but I'm sure there's a downside I'm not thinking of yet. So I'd have to like backtrack yeah. and think about that. Yeah, um, those are. Th- there's a show on uh, Netflix called hmm, what is it called? The Black Mirror or Dark yes, Mirror? Something like the that. Black Mirror, really Black good. Mirror. Yeah. They yeah. they go into issues like this, and it's very yes. thought provoking. Yeah. Uh, but I can see both sides of it. I mean, I'd love to if I had that technology when my kids were you know five or six and they're going over to G- i want to know where they are i want to mm-hmm. know where they're at jimmy's house or mm-hmm. and then and i start thinking well now wait a minute even more so i want to know where they're up to when they're teenagers right and they now say they're going over to the library but but are they really going over to a beer party and right and then it just becomes a slippery slope and then at one point in <clears throat> in a life you say okay now it's time to take the chip out right because we, yeah, it's, it's none of your business where I it am. It becomes creepy after a while, and, right? I, I, I don't know. It's I don't like I said. I don't know why I'm what where I'm going with it, but I just thought it's very fascinating, and it's something. It's of course a, a, another realm of technology that nobody had to consider. Years I don't ago. think it's even bad idea for people like me. I'm I'm single and I live alone and I travel alone, and mm. as I've told you before that. I don't I don't have a job that I check in and walk into every single day. So if I were to go missing, nobody would know for I would say probably um it might be a week before mm. I had another commitment of some sort or or somebody just realized that I wasn't returning their calls or something like that yeah. that I could be no, and, I, I get it. I get you it. You know, that's that is kind of kind of concerning it's a little yeah it's a little concerning i have a um you have a neighbor that comes over and sees you all the time no they all really no they don't they don't don't like so it could be a week that goes by is that what you're saying yeah yeah i mean i have a neighbor and i'm close to her but she and i she's got her own family and her husband and her child and soccer and i mean she's got a million things she's not checking in on me i mean i i usually will let her know when i'm leaving town so she knows uh, you know, but even even the dog nanny, I don't check in with them every day, and mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, I mean, I could use one of those. I'd be, I would like to be chipped just in case something happened to me. You guys would know where to find me. How about this? I know a guy who runs an ankle bracelet business. <laughs> what right. you think about that? Well, you know when you think about it, your GP your phone is your shows you where you are. That disturbed me when I first realized that cell phones kind of knew where we were cuz you'd get home and it would it would show up and go, "Hey, how was your experience at the Home Depot today?" I'm like, "Bah! How did you know I was at the Home Depot?" So I mean, your phone knows knows everything. <laughs> it knows everything about where you're going and where you've a- been and where you are going. I was reading an article recently, uh, it, was, it was an opinion piece, uh, that talked about when the iPhone was introduced by Steve Jobs, and it's been 12 years ago, I think, something like that, mm-hmm. and and uh, Steve Jobs made it very clear at the time he introduced it, he almost jokingly said, and the, the beautiful part about this, he said, this is the best iPad we've ever made, and and the nice thing about it is you can make phone calls on it, too. And so with a bit of a tongue-in-cheek, but he was serious, he never, the the writer of the article said, Steve Jobs would not have approved of the direction that the iPhone has taken. He wouldn't want all those apps. He said, he would say, he would look at the, at smartphones, iPhones, uh-huh. as like, like a high-end 
uh, blender, for example, that you might have in your kitchen that you'll use right. occasionally, but you don't spend your whole day with it. Oh, I know. And, exactly. And, and that's exactly what he did not want to happen. He was a big believer in having meetings with people face-to-face, mm-hmm. not not te- you know, with using technology and all of that. And he would not be happy, They, uh, the writer that of the... people spend so much time on their phone. It's such an yeah. extension of them. And yeah, they feel it naked is, if they don't have it with them yeah. all the time. It's a real... Um, uh, I, I don't know what the word is, but it's a, it's a real addiction, I guess is the word. Yeah. That, and people also get what they call... Um, ghost, how, how do they say it? Ghost, uh, ghost notifications where you think you see your phone blinking and it's not. And the amount of time, the amount of times that people check their phone every day to see if a notification has come through, it's very much a, um, sort of a, a Pavlovi- Pavlovian dopamine reward system. Very much yeah. like, very much like putting money into a slot machine. You kind of get that little hit of dopamine every time yeah. there's a, I, a notification I, or you get a text or you get a, a notification that, that if somebody's liked your Facebook thing and that all comes on your phone. Ding, dopamine, ding, dopamine, ding, ding, ding. It's it's interesting. Yeah. We, I mean, we, we uh, unless you're the president uh, of, of the United States or somebody, you don't have to know. You, I mean, you, you've been you've been in these conversations. Maybe you're talking to somebody across the table. You're in a restaurant, and there's a message that comes on somebody's uh, phone. They immediately go to that. Yeah. I mean, they'll interrupt the conversation. Put your I, phone oh, down. I got to take a look at this. Got to take yeah. a look at this. No, yeah. you don't. Yeah. I remember my son and I, Chris, had a. We did a bit for our TV show, where I'm. We're in a restaurant, a bar, and I'm trying to tell him the news that your mother and I are, are breaking up. We're 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 going to get a divorce. But and I'm trying to tell him this. It's very painful to to tell him these words, but he's so busy on his phone. He said, "Hang on, Dad. Hang on a minute. Hang on. Uh, oh, I got to take this. Hang on. You know." And, and, mm. and that is like it was. It was sort of a funny bit, but yeah. it's real world. Yeah, that, that's what happened. And yeah, that's very. True. I mean, I, I I'm not in a position to preach about it, but it is, it's lamentable to me. When like when I go to in, into a store, or you're going to get waited on at a store. If they take a phone call and prattle on on the phone when they are you're standing at the counter, I think the customer in front of you is way more important yeah. than somebody who's calling in. They'll call back. Yeah. Uh, but I, yeah, it happens all the time. And then usually it, the conversation on the phone goes on and on and on. And you think, come on, I got to go here. When, I'm right. standing right here. Wait on me. I, I also me feel the opposite, too, where I'm I feel... If I'm at a counter, if I'm at the rental car counter or the plane ticket counter or the grocery store, I can't believe people, customers who are like are on their phones while it's like, I just think that's just, I don't know. I, 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 I would feel rude if I were on my phone while somebody was waiting on me. Yeah. No, or, I, you know, I don't, I, I know we're all, we so all get have off to do the this. message. Get off your phone. Get off the Oh, oh, I have to update you on something I haven't talked about for months. And really? you and you haven't even checked in with me. And this upset me so much that you haven't checked in with me on it because it was Sorry. very upsetting. So I think I told you back in September or October, maybe it was November, that I had um, a mole 
infestation in my yard that pretty much killed everything in the yard and made burrows and hills and croaked my grass and everything. Remember, I was wringing yeah. my hands over what should I do because I didn't want to kill them. I didn't want to kill them. And, and then I'm thinking, but it's costing me a ton of money because I have to get all the rockery rebuilt and I have to get new sod in because they've killed everything or it, it or him or they. You remember our friend Dory Monson? Yeah. He uh, used to brag about this. Uh, he talked about it on the radio, and I, I just, it just was something I couldn't have done. But he said, well, yeah, I had this mole in my yard, so I went out, brought a stool with me and a baseball bat, oh. and I just sat and waited. Oh. And I'd see the, I'd see the, oh. you know, the earth yeah, moving yeah, and yeah. stuff. And then I know he, what you're going to say. He finished them off that way. Yeah. I said, geez, good. Well, good Lord, yeah. I wouldn't do that. I mean, yeah. So I'm like you. I don't want to kill know. him. but. Terrible. But what you want to do, mole—they say that mole—I guess you'd call them molesters. Uh, the people who deal with moles—they—you uh, can't get rid of moles. Mole what you—what they do is they will move down the street. Well, that's what I'm saying. And that's you what you—that's your goal. Get them to move to somebody else's yard. But they say that doesn't. I did. I did so much research, and there's so many theories and so many uh, remedies and people say yeah this works and then uh, other people come in and say no it doesn't work or you can't do this or you can't they're going to go where they're going to go they're not they're just going to go where they're going to go you gotta go where you want to go do what you want to So the only after and they're not after, they're not uh, very familial, by the way, either. Right. So it's if you one see a guy. whole bunch of yeah. mo- it's like it's one yeah, mole. It's yeah, one doing guy. All that. Yeah. Uh, so I I realized after very careful research that there, I really didn't have much of an option but to hire a company that actually kills them that sets the traps. And let me and remember I told you this upset me enormously because I don't I didn't want to do this but I just re- I just figured I really had no other. Um, no other choice. And I let the moles run free for 20 years here. And now that I've started getting all my landscaping and my rockery done, I just, it's costing me too much money to get everything yeah. fixed. So, no, I, I so they the come problem, out. Yeah. So here's what they do. They come out, the guy comes in, they come out and they set up, they say, all right, we're going to come out and set up the equipment. So they come and they set up the equipment. There was like one, two, three, there's about five different um, things they stuck in the lawn and then they put a cover over it so the dogs can't get into it and it's all it's all secured and very um, safe so the dogs can't get into because these traps are pretty nasty traps and then they come out once a week after that period and when they and they pull the traps up and if they've caught one they'll put a little orange flag because they'll charge you by the mole you catch one mole it's 80 bucks we catch two moles 160 bucks on and on and as you said, it's typically one or two guys in your big area. So there's rarely anything more than that. Right. So every week I would come home and there would be a flag. And I'd go over to the flag and I'd go, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. Because they, they, don't, they don't take the mole away. They bury it. They keep it in the tunnel. I guess like oh. a, um, I don't know, a warning well, to the were other they, guys. Yeah, well, I've seen people that will hang dead crows. Oh, uh, God, it, it discourages other crows from coming into your cornfield or right. whatever. Right. So, but, I mean, but do they? Um, do they? Do they? Uh, excuse me. Do they yeah. use like those big spring traps? Yes. Is that what they're using? The scissor yeah. traps. Yeah, I've, I've used those. Before. Oh. 
So I feel bad, but I'm excited because now I can get my my lawn and everything back in shape because it's spring is spring's right around the corner. But I feel terrible. I feel really bad for the little guys. It's not their fault. But apparently, well, I didn't feel bad enough to just let him live. I'm a horrible person. Hey, I'm gonna go have a glass of wine. Okay. Hey, uh, before we go, uh, I just wanted to mention I was watching some Netflix special with Jim Gaffigan. He's funny. Uh, I like him. He's on CBS, um, the Sunday morning show yeah. with Jane Pauly. A- including one of our old colleagues, Luke Burbank. Yeah, is Luke on there Burbank quite a bit. shows up so, on there, too. Yeah, yeah, he sure does. Good for him. He's okay, but it's a good gig. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Jim Gaffigan was talking about this song. Steve Miller. And I, he, he he talked about, now, he said something like, now there's a guy who can really write some lyrics. Abracadabra. I want to reach out and grab you. Now that is a lyricist. Or something like that. It made me laugh. It really <laughs> yeah, that's hard to write. It's hard to rhyme stuff. Well, I'll tell you, that Steve Miller uh, lived up in uh, the Seattle area. Oh, yeah. I don't know where he is now, maybe in Colorado or somewhere. Uh, but uh, he had a big house out in one of the San Juan Islands. Oh, wow. But uh, whatever you want to say about Steve Miller, that guy knew how to write songs with good hooks in them. Yeah. He's way underrated, I think, as a successful uh, music producer yeah. and artist. Uh, I just think, God, everything he does is so damn good. He's really great. Some people call me the space cowboy. Yeah. Some call me the gangster of love. Some people call me Maurice. Because I speak of the pompous of love. Hey, that brings... I have a, a quick... Um, um, comment about musicians because it you, you made me realize that I was watching the I don't know if you saw the recent documentary on Whitney Houston um, uh, just just called Whitney. There's been a couple of them. This just came out on Netflix. You just mentioned Netflix. There's a good one coming out uh, about Michael Jackson. Yes, that, uh, he's well, got that's his already, family very that's, upset. That's that's out as well. And that's another thing I wanted to ask you. When so when I finished watching this, I happen to think Whitney Houston is the single most she has the the best voice of anybody I've ever heard. It's it's just so pure. Hard to argue with that. It's it just yeah. fantastic, and it just. I, I guess I would know, I would put her just right behind me. Maybe uh, maybe in terms you're of very that. similar. Singing, you're yeah. very similar. But of course, I'm a man and she was a woman. So right, but it's not fair. I got to gotta tell you, after watching the this this documentary, and I just felt like. She just, she had, I feel sad because she had so many problems and a drug addiction, but she also just seemed like she had a chip on her shoulder about everything. Um, the interviews she did with Diane Sawyer, and I just felt, I, and so it, does that take away from your enjoyment of the music? Uh, I, I love her music, but it sort of tarnishes it a bit for me. Same thing yeah. with the Michael Jackson documentary you just right. brought up. People have said once you watch the documentary, you will not listen to Michael Jackson songs the same way you used to, and that bugs yeah. me because I'd like to just enjoy 
the art and 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 their gift. But man, knowing some of their demons behind them, it makes me right. feel like, oh, right. I just don't want to. I can't. I feel like I can't enjoy it anymore. Yeah. Can you can you uh, still find Louis C.K. funny or exactly. Bill Cosby? Yeah. No, yeah. I can't. I can't watch any Bill Cosby. I don't want to watch any Louis C.K. All of those things have have been ruined for me. And, yeah. and I know a lot of other people, too. Well, that's so. a good topic for a future podcast, for sure. We yeah. can get into that All a right. lot deeper. Okie dokie. Uh, and I got some stuff I wanted to bring up, but goodness sakes, we run out of time quickly. Oh, no. And you've got so to... It, okay. it is joke time, and this is a this joke is war and peace in the joke world. It's a, it's a monster, monstrously long joke. <laughs> and I... Okay. And I do this to you a lot. I don't actually... I jump from the beginning of the joke, and I look at the punchline, and then I think it's going to be funny. But I've never told, I don't know this joke. Okay. I've got uh, just bullet points in front of me, and I hope it works. All right. Because we're going to travel a long way. Okay. And and if at the end of the journey, it's a letdown, I have let you and I've let our entire (laughs) audience down. Yeah. So that's like 11 people. All 12 of us. Hey, I'm going to pour another glass of wine here, so hold on. Okay. Hey, you know okay, what? Okay, I'm all set. While you're saying that? Okay. I'm having a uh, Mike's Harder Cider. Mm. Yeah. I don't By know By the way, may is. I recommend cranberry? That's the best flavor. What is okay, hard? Okay, you ready? What is, no, no, no. Now I need to ask you. What is? I don't know what hard cider is. You don't? No. What's in it? What kind of liquor is in it? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I love that you don't know. You're just I honest to God it. don't know what's in it. I just... <laughs> hey, here, I like drink the flavor. This. I don't. Yeah. yeah there's okay. there's Mike's hard cider. Yeah. There's all kinds of. I've heard of it. I just cider. I, I never knew there's what it Mike's was. Mike's hard cider, but this one is Mike's harder cider. Okay. Well, enjoy so it. it. Yeah. Okay. So, it sounds like a weenie drink, if you ask me. Well, I kind of. I guess it kind of <laughs> is. It's a little bit. I wouldn't be admitting to people that you're drinking hard. I'm drinking hard cider. <laughs> harder, Lisa. Okay. <laughs> Here's the joke. You're such a tough guy. Okay. I'm ready. A fairly successful businessman in his early 30s was getting lonely for some companionship. He was pretty well off. He lived in a nice apartment. He had refined tastes and all of that, but he could never find the perfect companion. And finally, one day he got an idea. He strolled into a pet shop and explained his problem to the sympathetic clerk. The clerk thought for a moment and then said, You know what? I have the perfect pet for you, sir. And he disappeared into the back of the shop, and he emerged with a small cardboard box. The businessman opened the box and discovered a frog. He said, A frog? He he was disbelieving. Yeah, I know, but it ain't just ain't any frog here. I really think you're going to be surprised with this frog. May I suggest you take it home for a trial. If it does not meet with your satisfaction, feel free to bring the frog back within a week and you'll get a full refund. Well, what do I have to lose? Okay. So he paid the clerk. He put the box under his arm. He headed home. When he got home, he put the box in a corner, took the lid off so the frog could breathe, and, and then he just looked at it for a moment. Nothing special. He went across the room to his bar, mixed himself a martini or a glass of wine, or maybe it was a hard cider or even harder. But he he, he was just bringing the glass to his lips and he heard a voice say, excuse me. And he looked around. There was no one there. He locked the door. 
He lived on the seventh floor of this apartment building, so there couldn't possibly be anyone outside the window. Yeah. Confused, he was pondering for a moment, and then he shrugged and said, oh, I guess I was hearing things. He raised his glass again, and again he heard the voice, loud and clear, Pardon me! The man glanced at the box. The voice seemed to be coming from the frog. What? And then the voice said, Yeah, over here. Perplexed, he leaned over the box. The frog looked up at him. I uh, couldn't help noticing that you made yourself a pretty good-looking martini there. The guy said, Wait a minute, you, you can talk? <laughs> of course I can talk. Of course I do. That martini, though. I just happen to be a very particular martini drinker myself, and you mix that exactly the way I like mine. Not too dry, not too... Would, 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 would you like one? The frog said, yeah. Yeah, thank you. I Most people are uncomfortable around frogs. I, I know that, but I can see this is going to be different. <laughs> so pretty soon the two are talking like they're old friends. They really hit it off. The frog had the same taste in classical music as the man did. They both liked impressionist paintings. Both of them liked to watch weekend tennis matches. I mean, they were just like peas in a pod. Perfect. And when it came time for dinner, the man carried the frog into the kitchen. Can you believe how long this joke is? It's really long, but I'm liking it. I like that it has a frog in it. I don't think you've ever told me a frog joke. No, you can't go wrong with a frog. No. It's, or a monkey. No. The frog offered suggestions on how to marinate the, the steak. He selected the perfect wine to go with the steak, and he kept up this steady flow of witty conversation throughout the night. The man was absolutely delighted, and the frog was, indeed, everything that the pet store clerk had promised. Nice. Pretty soon, the man started to get tired, and so he set the frog gently in its box, and he brought it into the bedroom. And as he was preparing to turn out the lights, the frog discreetly <coughs> cleared its throat. This isn't gonna get. I, uh, this isn't gonna get creepy, is it? I, 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 I told you I didn't read through the joke very well. Okay, I'm starting to get a little uncomfortable now. Yeah. Oh man, if this is if this thing is a if this is a dud, I'm. Uh, okay, go, go ahead. Come on, joke. I'm rooting for you, okay, joke. Come on, ahead. man, deliver. Uh, so the frog clears its throat. Okay. <coughs> yeah. I uh, wonder. I wonder if you would uh, mind very much if... Oh, no. What is it? The man asked. Well, I... <laughs> Just I, I feel so close to you. I I mean, we, we share so many interests. We've eaten. We've oh, no. drunk together. I, I, I just somehow wouldn't feel right sleeping in a box. Okay. Do you think... <laughs> I might possibly just sleep on the pillow next to you. Oh. Well, the man uh, thought about it for a second, but he didn't really see anything wrong with the request. Yeah. So he lifted the frog out of its box and he set it on the pillow. <laughs> and he bade it good night, turned out the lights, got into bed. Okay. And he was just dozing off when he heard another oh, discreet no. cough. Oh, God. <coughs> Excuse me. The frog said. Man, I, I really hate to ask this, and I don't think I mean anything by it, but, uh, uh... Oh, my God. What do you want? What do you want? The, the frog shifted about uncomfortably and said... Well, it's just that I, I've grown accustomed to, uh... That is, you see, I, uh... Oh, my 
I've always been kissed goodnight oh. before. Man shook his head and said, Now look, man, I, I am sorry, but no matter how unique you are, you're still a frog. Yeah. The frog said, No, 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 I, I nothing like that. I, I just, like a little peck on the forehead, you know, that's all. He's, no no lips or tongue or anything like that. I mean, <laughs> okay. It would mean, okay. It would mean so much to me if you would do that. That doesn't sound bad. Well, the frog sounded so plaintive, and yeah. it really was such a wonderful addition to the guy's life that he decided that maybe a kiss wouldn't do any harm. So he leaned over, oh, God. and he kissed the frog, and he's, and that was followed by a puff of blue smoke, and when the smoke cleared, the man found himself in bed <gasps> next to a stunningly beautiful blonde what? teenage girl. What? And that, Your Honor, is the simple explanation of why my client is in your courtroom today. <laughs> in handcuffs. Yes. <laughs> this is a story about Billy Joe and Bobby Sue. Two young lovers with nothing better to do. They sit around the house, get high and watch it too. Here's what happened when they decided to cut loose They headed down to the world El Paso I swear they ran into a great big hassle Billy Joe shot a man while robbing his castle Bobby Sue took the money and run <laughs> Join Pat and Lisa online at PeculiarPodcast.com. The gift that keeps on giving the whole year. And on the Peculiar Podcast Facebook fan page. Sweet. On Twitter at Peculiar Podcast, at Mr. Pat Cashman, and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration.